We are running, we're excited. It's Wealth Wellness Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. This is Thanksgiving Eve day. We got lots to chat about, a lot to all these alerts I'm getting on some weird stuff in a certain town. But anyways, our state. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Swift, AKA Naughty Boss, live Thanksgiving Eve day with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, AKA Wellness Diva. Um, just got to resituate myself. Very hard to sit. Um, I uh, injured my back, but um, I now get out the violins. It's all good. Um, take you're going to get the cheese. Make sure it's vegan cheese. That's right. I need some cheese for my wine, right? But um, hey, you know, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of people are traveling today. It will be prep day for me in, in little spurts. Um, I'm not comfortable standing, not comfortable sitting, wah, wah, wah. But you know what? It, it'll all get done, you know? You have faith and it's, it's not a contest. It's not a race, so... Well, for me, it may be a contest, but uh... I'm going to recommend something for you, which I find when because I have lower lower back issues. And so I know that that just that gnawing type of pain uh, and they sell these at most, you know, Walmart, you know, pharmacies or whatever um, is the heated patch that sticks. It's good for 24 hours. I'm telling you, uh, your body will thank you very much. Uh, and it's just one of those things that, you know, it is is going to kind of the source of where you're having that pain and it does help. It's not gonna to totally take the pain away, but it does uh, relax the muscles around. Because a lot of times when you have an injury, besides the injury, you've got all the, you know, the organs, the muscles, everything around that area that hurts. And it just, everything kind of just like, you know, pulsates and it just doesn't feel very good. So I find lidocaine patches or a heated patch will definitely help you. So try one of those. I would definitely, um, that. you know, and you know, just remember to uh, wear comfortable shoes when you're standing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people forget to do that. They, you know, some people like to walk barefoot, some people like to walk in socks. Depending on what you're standing on, you really need that good cushion. And I'm going to do a plug for my pillow because I'm so excited. He has these slippers now, which are yeah. like shoes. Which, if you've bought any of his products, number one, you're supporting a great cause, a local entrepreneur that, you know, does so much for uh, his own community as well, as well as different states. And he just, you know, he, he does so much for people. But the fact that he's come up with these indoor-outdoor, because it's an indoor-outdoor soul. Because how many of you, I mean, I've done this before. You know, you walk out, you run to the store, and you realize, oh, shoot, I'm in my slippers. Especially if they're comfortable ones that have that kind of outdoor soul that you can do that. And we stand on our feet a good chunk of the day, whether you're doing housework, whether you're uh, you know, at your desk, a lot of people have the stand-up desk because they're more conscious of, you know, they don't wanna to sit too long as well. So we are on our feet a long time, depending on what you're standing on, whether it's cement, whether it's carpet, whether it's wood, whether it's tile, uh, can impact um, you know, your whole body. Cause you gotta think about that. You think of your skeleton, your, your bones, and the weight of just constantly standing on something and it all compresses down. And guess what? Your back is usually the, one of the first things that suffer along with your knees. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. And of course I could use some of that amazing soup that you made from Sandy's cookbook. Oh, when I tell you, if, first of all, if you have not uh, ordered the book, 
you can't get any more uh, simple, you know, just do the Kindle. I, I, I supported her in a couple ways because I couldn't wait for the book to come in. I wanted the autograph, autograph copy, uh, which she did tell me it was in the mail. So I'm super excited about that because I love the pictures and all that. But because there were so many good recipes that I needed that I'm implementing for this Thanksgiving meal, I downloaded it on Kindle. You can't, you know, Amazon, Kindle, you can't get any more simple, stupid, you know, and that's what it is, simple, stupid. Hit a button, download it, well worth it. So yesterday I doubled the recipe of her butternut squash, butternut squash soup. Completely, uh, it is dairy-free. And the flavor, I cannot tell you, uh, I'm so excited because I, I had an immerser blender and brand new, never used it and didn't work. And I actually tested it out earlier this week. So I'm thankful I did that because I ended up ordering another one. And that came in handy, obviously, because you're, you know, blending uh, right within the pan. So you need something that is, it's called an immerser type blender that can go into liquid and especially hot liquid. And I am telling you, creamy flavorful like if you want it the epitome of what thanksgiving and that fall feeling is and even so much so that because a lot of times a lot of people use squash during christmas season or, or hanukkah season as well cold winter night cold you know fall evening whatever it may be around the campfire i could just see me eating this nonstop in a mug I mean, it is that, like you can make a meal out of this thing. Have a nice loaf of gluten-free bread with some nice plant-based butter and that soup. I, I wanted to just, it was it was so good. It was like I envisioned just diving into the whole pan. It was that good. It's so good. I am so excited. I sent her a picture uh, of my, my, because I made a big pot of it. And I can see that this would be, it's gonna be a new tradition for sure that we're gonna add on. And it's a kind of soup where, cause some people say, ooh, butternut squash soup, but who wants to eat squash soup? It is not your, it's not your old granny soup. Let me tell you, this is packed with uh, vitamins, uh, a lot of carotene in it, obviously. Uh, I think it's vitamin D, vitamin C, like there's all, it's just healthy. But and I and I think healthy sometimes has a bad connotation with the word and not a good one, but it should because healthy means just full of body, full of flavor that are all good ingredients that our body naturally needs. And if it tastes good to boot, delish. I'm yeah. like, and by the way, Sandy happens to be watching and she Hi, says, Sandy. Oh my god, I want to dive in that. Bam. And also Tina is watching. Tina, I have a question for you to ask to my Princess Ray Ray and Jetty Jed. Uncle Gary and I are having the discussion <laughs> about what to name the turkey. Oh yeah. So I need some names because his was really stupid. I'm not gonna even repeat it. Oh, please and tell I me. You, you can't just say that it's stupid and not like reveal our audience, our viewers, our listeners. We it want was to something know. like a, fig something fig newton or it, it was well that's kind of funny fig newton i was like yeah, yeah figgy and um my first one, it was a lady's name because why do we always name the turkeys after guys i don't know why but typically we do so i thought yeah. of jessica because i like that name and he's like no what name was that i didn't hear you jessica jessica Oh, yeah, no, that's not a turkey name. <laughs> All right, so we both have lame turkey names. 
Well, I'm thinking the reason why it's a male name is how many times do we call men turkeys? <laughs> oh, right? true, true. I, I think that's kind of me. I mean, I don't know for sure if that's the, the, the you know, meaning or premise behind, you know, the tradition of naming a male name, but <laughs> I frequently call John a turkey. I mean, it's a nicer way of saying you're a jackass. <laughs> you turkey, you. True, true that. So uh, yeah, Tina, get back to me with that uh, that name. Oh, Jetty said cookies. Oh, I like that. That's cute. Cookies. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Ask it. He's got to get. Right. Tell Nani needs a name too. We we have actually two well, names. So he needs Auntie to be first. Okay, Auntie comes first. But we do Auntie need to tell him we need three names because we have two turkeys and you've got one. So we need three good names. And, and I from Princess Ray Ray. Yeah, what you say? Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the comment yet. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure she'll come up with a good name. Um, Greg Reagan said Captain Stars. <laughs> oh, for Uncle Gary, that's a cute name, Captain Stars. CS, I like it, Captain Stars. Oh, I like that. Okay, oh, I think cool. Well, I like Captain Star. We'll have to figure out something because maybe I'll combine those names somehow. So well, I'll uh, tell them to keep working on it because we, we, I need to. We have one. Yeah, Nani, yeah, Nani needs some names too. So, yeah, but thank you. To, I, I got two turkeys too. We yeah, need two names. Timmy and Tommy. Um, oh, they, those have been so overused. Those they are. They are so overused, and, and a lot of people, you know, go with the T because it's a turkey. You know, Tom the turkey, Timmy turkey, Gary the turkey, John the turkey. Yeah, Charlie. I don't think I. I don't think we've ever named Charlie the turkey. And Charlie is a prelude to coming out for a lot of people that have that special magical spirit from Santa that comes, I can't remember what time he starts. You know, the Charlie. Oh, the elf, the elf on the shelf. A lot of people have different names for him, but I believe Jed and Ryan's uh, angel buddy is Charlie, I believe it's Charlie. So Charlie's also a good name and that kind of brings you into the Christmas spirit too at the same time. I don't know, I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to Google some T names because uh, a lot of people use the letter T, T names for turkey. We're gonna have to Google that. But anywho, uh, yeah, so going back. So besides the butternut squash, um, implementing the mac and cheese, the kids love mac and cheese. So I'm using Sandy's recipe for that, uh, as well as a few more things. So yes, prep work is well on its way. And I'm just, you know, just the flavors and the smells I could already, you know, I was cutting up a lot of the spices that I'm using and just gives you that, that good, good, good feeling. Oh, I got Vader. Alberta came up. Can you imagine naming it Alberta? I like that. A lurky, turkey, lurky, turkey, lurky, uh, butterball, Vader, Aspen, and brisket. So these are the... Oh, we got more. 30, oh my goodness, 340 name ideas for your pet turkey. So these are pet turkey names, but you know what? They can go into, you know. So we got Tom, Bertha, Tilly, Lurky, Butterball, Vattler, Vader, Aspen, Brisket, Butch, Christmas. Hmm. Some interesting names, but I'm going to depend on my grandchildren and they can name the turkey. But yeah, that's kind of the, the tradition and the, and the fun of uh, the prop is naming the turkey. And, you know, because you're patting the turkey, you're becoming one with the turkey. And don't forget, as we mentioned, remove the body parts of the turkey. Oh, jeez. 
I got to keep reminding people because you you would not believe how many people I know that are well they remove one thing and they forget the other so the obvious one that people get is the neck because it's long it's you know kind of like a candy cane shape and you know it's the biggest piece and then the liver and the hearts and all that are, are enclosed in this bag and it's not a big bag so a lot of times people miss it so i'm just putting it out there just remember to and the way you're going to know is you want to take the whole turkey and you want to rinse the turkey in and out but inside and outside so you want you know because you're going from the, the the throat piece down to the opposite end all the water should rush through pat it dry and that's when then you're going to prepare it whether you're going to brine it uh do your spices whatever you lift up the skin you can put some garlic under there there's all kinds of good stuff you can do but make sure you take the body parts out i just thought of something funny oh god here we go well i don't know how funny it is but you know, it's like, I was thinking like, how am I going to rinse this turkey out in the sink? Because, you know, we don't really have big sinks. And then I thought, well, maybe I could put it in the dishwasher. Just put it on cold. You could. Uh, yeah, you could do a rinse in the, you know, but then I don't know. It's raw turkey. Well, then I would have, you know, yeah, you I, I would run it thing. first. I would run it first. I'm wondering if everyone, anyone's ever done that. Maybe they have. I mean, you do a quick rinse. They have those quick rinses and then take it out. Um, yeah, I mean, you usually can kind of manage it because a lot of people have the, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, ho not the hose, but the, yeah, <laughs> you know, the kitchen hose. Yeah, and, the, yeah, the, um, the faucet. The, they have the, the faucet hose, right. So you go faucet, hold it and just swish it around. As long as you just kind of rinse it through, then you want to pat it dry. And then you're going to start doing the prep work, whether you're brining it, whether you're going to put your own spices in it, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start working on that. I'm going to get my potatoes peeled. John's doing a last minute. He's going to go play pickleball. And uh, he's going to do one last minute run for me. A couple of the things that I forgot, because, you know, I talk about this all. I've been talking about this for over a week. How many times I go to the store in order to get everything, because just things come up or that you realize, oops, I need more of. Um, there's a couple of things that I'm making with a certain ingredient that I found that, oops, I need more of. So I did buy enough, but now I realize I'm adding a recipe. So I got to, you know, get those ingredients. So he's going to do that for me, uh, which will give me my time at home to, you know, put some, you know, I've been, I've been watching. I'm like, I have, I probably haven't done this in years, but this last two weeks, because of, you know, different things that were going on. Uh, I really took the time that I needed to slow down. And I've been watching like nonstop Hallmark movies and those really cheesy movies. Yeah. Uh, there's some really good ones out there. Uh, some are like a little bit too like unrealistic, but other ones have been just, and it's just nice to like, just see a nice story because when you get alerts, like I got today, it reminds you why you need those lights, those, those nice stories. So of course it's wealth wellness Wednesday. And I'm going to share this because I just, you know, you know, I have to share it because I share so much about, you know, different stuff. And we always talk about the different things that are going on in, our, in the different states and, you know, where you're from or whatever. So anyways, Massachusetts uh, has a, uh, I don't know how new this law is, but it's section 181. And it is, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to read it to you because, you, <laughs> you know, you have to find humor in, in some of these crazy things that are going on. And, you know, would we, would in fact, we think this would be going on, you know, 
if you rewound, like if you re rewind to a year ago, two years, like do you think this craziness would be going on, right? So um, the, uh, of course, right here. So section, uh, general law, part one, title 26, I believe, chapter 111, section one. And it reads, uh, section 181, enforcement of vaccination of inhabitants of towns. Section 181, Board of Health, if it's in their opinion and is necessary for public health or safety, shall require and enforce the vaccination and revaccination of all the inhabitants of their towns and shall provide them with the means of free vaccination. Whoever refuses or neglects to comply with such requirement shall forfeit $5. <laughs> so, and I'm thinking... I'm thinking to myself, you know, as crazy as it is, you have to find this sense of humor in it because a lot of people are now posting off of that and said, where can I submit my $5 ahead of time? I gladly will donate. So I'm hoping the state of Massachusetts is going to impede this $5 on people that, you know, still believe in the whole right of freedom and choice uh, and things that weren't <laughs> uh, use that $5 on Wealth Wellness Wednesday to give to the homeless, maybe a homeless shelter, provide some food, um, that they're not just, you know, pocketing this money for whatever screwball reason. And so I, I just, I, I, I chuckled when I, cause it's the most ridiculous law. I've, and like we were talking about before we got on the podcast, like where do they come up with this crap? Do they, they, are they on Zoom and they've got nothing better to do with their time when there's homeless people, when people don't have enough food on their plates for this Thanksgiving, and, and regular meals where so many people are homeless where do they sit around and they just come up with these dumb ideas and laws i know and, and speaking of um the homeless um made me think of this article i ran across and i i wish i had saved it and it was about food banks and obviously how um the food banks are really struggling um <laughs> because people that maybe normally you would not see going to a food bank are going to the food bank but what was very interesting about this article, and I'm and I'm so glad that this, and I'm going to have to hunt this article down. I'm so glad that this person wrote this article, it, and it was about how people donate and out of the kindness and generosity of their hearts, but they wanted to let everybody know. For instance, if you're, um, let's say, donating a box of cereal, a lot of times those people like they come to the food bank for dry materials. Yes. And they don't even have the money to buy the milk. So they mentioned right. if you're donating a box of cereal, uh, maybe donate uh, the dry milk. So at least they can, you know, have milk with their, with their- Great material. idea. I love and, that. Yeah. And they said when you're donating canned goods, preferably the flip tops, but if you're yes. donating cans that you need a can opener, can opener to also um, donate a can opener with that. And I thought, idea. I love that. I'm, I'm yeah. actually down because uh, Pickle University, uh, we are having our Christmas party coming up in December. And one of the, uh, we we're going to obviously do toys for tots, but we also added, uh, it's a local food pantry on Vera Beach, but it's like a traveling, it's like a mobile pantry. So while they have the, the brick and mortar, pantry they also have a mobile pantry because there's a lot of homeless on the street that can't get to or whatever um 
And I like that idea of donating, you know, the other things that we take for granted. I mean, a can opener, a lot of people don't even think about that. They donate the cans and they just assume. So a can opener is a great idea. And the dry milk, because again, they may not be in a position where they even have a refrigerator. So the fact that they can still get a bowl of cereal uh, and there's many public places to get water or even that, or just get bottled water and kind of one-time use. Okay, today we're having, you know, bowls of cereal in the morning get one you know bottle of water and put the necessary dried milk in there so they've got enough for their cereal and they can have that and that's sustainable for them to carry if they're homeless and or you know if they've got limited space so i i, I love that idea these are all great ideas and you know you come up with these great ideas by people brainstorming so that's a good good way to brainstorm opposite of what this state of massachusetts is brainstorming about five dollars um, brainstorm this kind of stuff. This is what's important. This is what's going to meet the needs of people. Collecting $5 for people for a mandate on a on something uh, because they believe in the power of freedom for their own bodies is a little crazy in my book. Who am I to judge? I'm not judging, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, where there, there's so many people that are needy out there, do that brainstorming on your Zoom or your state meetings or your committee meetings on helping people because when you help people you're adding value to give them the ability to either survive to have their bellies full uh, maybe it's for warmth uh, maybe it's for comfort those are things that really impact people not charging them five dollars for them refusing something for themselves like it's just the, the whole difference in the mindset you know you can choose this path where you're proactive in being a part of the problem, or you can sit around behind a computer screen and come up with these crazy ideas and you're just, you're part of the problem because you're just aggravating people where they could really be spending their focus on helping those in need. So that's kind of my take on that. Right, exactly. It's like, you know, there, there are so many different community problems um, locally, nationally, and what better way to help your fellow person and families that are struggling um, with everything going on than to, you know, donate with intention, um, knowing that somebody that gets that box of cereal with the box of milk is going to have something to eat. And those are the things I think a lot of us may take for granted. Um, something as simple as donating a box of cereal. And it's- Right, and it's also, how about the other cereals that are out there, like the, the hot cereal, where you just gotta add water to it. Exactly. And, you know, what if people are, um, you know, in a situation where they don't have utensils or whatever. So a good place to start, start as well would be obviously to go with your, to your local food bank and, and ask them what type of families that do you, that you have coming in, you know, should I maybe think about, um, do maybe they need pots and pans or, you know, whatever the situation may be that I think that would be a great place to start with your local food bank. And I'm sure that they can give you insight and guidance as to what, <laughs> excuse me, as to what they really need or, or what people are looking for. And I'm so grateful that I saw that article because it, you know, you know, 
think of all the things that, you know, I remember, you know, this time of year too, you know, mommy and daddy in prep mode and, you know, always talking about, you know, the roof over our head, you know, the, what the fees that we're going to going to partake in, like, those are things that we look forward to, but so do other people that aren't as fortunate and how good is it to give knowing that you're adding you're adding value to somebody's life in in such a very um, poignant way so it made me think of mommy and daddy and I thought that article was amazing on another note um, I happened to catch <laughs> some of I think it was it was either Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity not sure which one and uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, was on last night talking about his book um, and the name escapes me. I'm going to try to go on to uh, Amazon right now. But what was, was interesting about the conversation or the general tone of the book was about the person, oh, let's just call him fake doctor, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sure some of you can figure out what I'm trying to say. And if you're not sure, you know, please let me know where's my Amazon app. But what was interesting about it is that this book has been, it's called The Real, um, I'm just going to say it, whoop it, you know, it's not a big deal. The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> he is a New York Times bestselling author. Um, obviously, we know that he is the son of um, Robert Kennedy, who was assassinated, I think, in 66 or 67. And I have to get this book. He talks about, um, and he's been banned on so many different platforms, yet his book is number one bestselling. So this is somebody we know who's um, a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, conservative, doesn't, you know, whatever suits you, suits you. But I was amazed at what <laughs> he was talking about, um, the overall, you know, global war on democracy, children's health, um, public health. And I, I was like, you know, when you hear something or see somebody talk about something that they're passionate about, especially uh, what he does, I, I was just intrigued by it. So I wanted to share that. Um, it's all. I think he was on. I think he was on American One News too, or, or or another network. I did see that, and I want our listeners to know that he also uh, is. He, I would say, is an anti-vaxxer. He doesn't necessarily believe in them, uh, and there are specific reasons why that is. Um, so we're not promoting anyone that's, you know, anti-vaxxer or this or that. Uh, he has very, this has been a fight that he has been fighting for many, many years along with his family and the reasons behind it. And it's really about educating people on choice uh, and knowing uh, hopefully what you're putting in your body versus what you don't know. And I think part of his uh I've heard him speak before about a part of his issue is the money that people are making off of it in, in the sense of, of their, he's referring to the, the vaccines because obviously some vaccines are important, but he's talking about the ones that, you know, people are really making big bucks in multiple avenues where 
they may own the the science behind it then they may have the rights to this they have, so so there's a lot of layers of how these people are making this big big money and they're into everything uh and he just you know he he feels that there's some some health risks and rightfully so he's i would say he's very, he's very educated on the subject matter and he i would consider him more of a you know he's a moderate democrat the, the family's been moderate most of their lives and I would imagine they still are. And again, we always talk about that. It doesn't matter, you know, what your ideologies are to a certain degree, you know, what political party you're affiliated with, um, but things within reason, just common sense, choice and educating and knowledge are powerful when you are making these decisions, especially on ones where we don't have a lot of research on. And I think that's part of his issue as well. Yeah, in fact, uh, I just ordered the book. I got to have it. Got to read it. Yeah, I mean, nothing like a good book, especially during the holidays season when, you know, everyone's got their favorite movies they want to watch. And sometimes you, you're you maybe not necessarily into the movie, but you just want to be around everybody. Uh, and some people get sidetracked. So, you know, nothing wrong with having a, a good book to curl up to if you just want to have that chill time by yourself. Um, but be in the present, be in the moment. Uh, there's so much goodness going on. Be a part of impacting others with kindness, with blessings, and share your blessings. Don't be afraid to, you know, if you know a neighbor or somebody that may not, you know, maybe they don't want to go out. Maybe they're still a little bit nervous about going out. You know, offer to bring them a nice hot plate or a dessert. Um, invite them over or check in with them. Say, is there anything I'm going to the store? Is there anything that you need? Um, that is the spirit that I always talk about that should be 365 days of the year. Yeah, you're going to see it more pronounced this time of the year, but it really should be part of your everyday. Because I mean, when you, if you could bottle up that and put it in a, in a spray bottle, I would be rocking around spraying people left and right because it is a good feeling. It's, it's a grateful heart, no matter where you are in life, but also knowing that you're extending that, that inv invitation of blessings and sharing and giving with somebody that may not otherwise have that opportunity. And that still incites them to kind of do the same to somebody else. So it's a whole, you know, train of goodness and kindness and love and sharing and caring and blessings. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, I'm not drinking coffee. I am doing my, uh, I'm doing some herbal tea. This is a tummy tea, because I want to make sure that clear I know. A lot of people know that I don't, I don't do like processed coffee or you know that kind of stuff. I go for organic, um, but it was a little chill this morning. So I decided hmm, I'm going to have some herbal tea. Um, it was 26 degrees when we woke up and I just got an alert that it, it the temperature went up to 30. So I'm thankful. And speaking about the Hallmark Channel, mm. I totally forgot that I have my holiday um, Hallmark Channel movie shirt with uh, my uh, heavy socks. So I, I'll probably wear that tomorrow. Yeah, be comfortable. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you, you probably know it's like some people like to really dress up for the holidays. A lot of people like to dress down, some totally comfy. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. There's no right way, there's no wrong way. Uh, it's really just about hanging with people that you love and that you care about. Uh, you know, you'll have stories from the past things that are going on currently, obviously in our world, there's going to be a whole gamut of conversations. You might as well be comfortable. 
Exactly. And in fact, uh, there is a Hallmark movie that was filmed in North Haven. And one of the girls that I kickbox with is was an extra on that movie. I think it's called Reindeer uh, Reindeer Lodge or, or I forgot the name of it. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, uh, make sure you share that with everyone because I love, uh, you know, I'm just like, it was like basically right up, right up going toward Hamden, take a left down. Oh, the yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was neat. We always love to catch that one and catch Julie. I'm like, oh, there's Julie. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. so cool to see somebody you know on some of these movies, but you know, they're lighthearted. Uh, you know, then you have, of course, the staples. We always watch. So we should ask our viewers and listeners, like what, you know, if you do watch movies, is there a staple movie that you need to watch? And ours is always Christmas Vacation. Uh, you know, that little firecracker grandma or aunt uh, just cracks us up. Uh, there's so many epic scenes in that movie. And it's one of those movies that you can watch over and over again. Does not matter. And you still have belly laughs. And I even, I think I'm going to take out because I did buy some eggnog. I'm not an eggnog person, but I do know we have some people come that like eggnog. I may have to dig out my uh, reindeer glasses like they have on uh, the the show, the Christmas Vacation show, because it's just so funny. And that and uh, the cousin who wears the dicky. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. Is that the the one that drives up in the uh, the RV? RV. <laughs> yeah. John actually imitated me, but one year I think we had Christmas vacation for a themed Christmas Eve party. And he had, he had, the, he had the white, you know, the see-through white sweater with the dick. <laughs> and there was a lot of people that didn't connect it at first. They said, what's wrong with this shirt? I go, well, who does it look like? And they're like, oh my God, the movie. Yep. So it is, those are, those are the good times of, of, of Christmas past, Christmas futures, you know, just whatever your favorite movie is. I know a lot of people like to, it's like, it's almost like Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving is like the kickoff to cr Christmas, which it really isn't. Uh, it, it really deserves its own blessing and celebration. But for a lot of people, it is the kickoff to, you know, I always say, come October 31st, you might as well fast forward to New Year's because it just, the, these, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, you know, 12 weeks, they just fly by because you go from Halloween to the fall to Thanksgiving and then all the fest festivities from Thanksgiving up to New Year's. It's just, it's one after another, but these are all times that don't take for granted. Time, time has a way of creeping up real fast as you get older. It zooms real quick. And I'm blessed with uh, knowing that, you know, this is going to be the first year, I think it's in four years that uh, I have everybody under one roof, almost everyone, but at least my children, uh, which uh, is, is a good feeling because uh, it doesn't happen often that we all can can get under uh, under one roof. So uh, the timing worked out this particular time. So I'm thankful and blessed for that. What are you thankful and blessed for, Jan? Well, I am so blessed and grateful that my son continues to progress. I, I just feel such an overwhelming sense of gratitude and blessings and what is better than that feeling like health, health and wellness absolutely 
That's uh, that is amazing. And we will be going. A lot of people have asked. We've already gotten messages. Will we be doing our podcast tomorrow? We will. Uh, we will be on at the same time. <clears throat> we might be in each other's kitchen prepping as we do our podcast, which might be kind of cool, uh, just to give it a little different flair so everyone can keep up what we're doing. Probably the same thing that all of you are doing. Either you're either prepping because you're hosting or you're prepping to go be a guest somewhere else or be part of something else. So uh, we wish you great prepping for today. Uh, enjoy it. It's all I look at it is it's just a joy of love to be able to cook for those that you love and entertain for those that you love. And uh, it's going to be a great day. And on that note, we hope you have an amazing holiday. Let us know what you're, what you're feeling in your heart. Where is your gratitude? What are you most thankful for? And what is your favorite Christmas movie? What is your favorite um, dessert for Thanksgiving? I know there's a lot of chit chat going on about different desserts. Yes, the meal is so important, but my husband's already talking about the desserts and the coffee with the additive. And oh, yeah. on that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters. And this is Carol, so aka Naughty Boss, blessed, feeling blessing. We are wishing you a blessed day. Don't stress. We gave you some great strategies all week long to get to where you are right now on Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Don't forget to pass that kindness on to an unsuspecting person. Wealth Wellness Wednesday, we always do that. And with that, we will see you tomorrow for whatever our turkey names. Maybe we'll have to reveal the turkey names. I think that's what we're going to do. That'll be part of our podcast tomorrow. What are you going to name your turkey? And what's your favorite Christmas movie? We'd like to know that as well. We will see you tomorrow. Take care, everyone. If you're traveling, travel safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.